Oh, yes. So good to see some familiar faces, actually, people we know from around the world that were on that clip. And uh, really good to hear from our friend Sean as well. But that cry, come, Holy Spirit, come, I was just reminded 40 years ago that we were part of hosting the Come Holy Spirit conference here in South Africa. And we know that 40 years is a generation and, and that cry still resounding across the nation, come Holy Spirit, come. Uh, just such a, such a powerful message. And, uh, and so we want to part participate with that. We want to partner with that. And, uh, and we want to continue to be asking, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you fill our nation? Would you flood this land? Uh, would you touch hearts? Would you um, overwhelm homes and, and neighborhoods? Would you cause revival to break out uh, from south to the north, from the east to the west? Every part of South Africa, we would encounter more of your spirit. Yeah, you know, um, just so moved by, by all of this, what, what the Lord's doing, you know. Uh, I, I had a, a dream last night, and I mean, this is the season of dreams, right? <laughs> I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. There's going to be prophetic words, there's going to be signs, wonders, there's going to be dreams, there's going to be visions. And uh, in the dream, I was uh, taking some people, we were in this really unusual vehicle, and uh, it's almost like a futuristic kind of a vehicle. But we went upon the, the streets where I grew up in the 1970s. And uh, much of what we as a family, and particularly obviously my father and my mom, were involved with the renewal in this country and, and bringing a reviving to the body of Christ. Uh, but as we were going through the, the streets there uh, in St. Luke's Road, uh, where I grew up, and, uh, and it was just a, a, a reminder of, of the Lord wanting to take us and, uh, and, and connect us to our heritage, uh, to our roots, our foundations. But then the, the scene actually moved through beyond that, and uh, there were some young ones, and I was surrounded by, by some tiny little toddlers, and, uh, and then also some uh, folks who were from Breakthrough Life Church, but they were children. they older teens now, but they were small children in this dream. And then we had to cross this multi-lane highway. And, uh, and the sense is in, in that there's this, this, uh, this expanding and this enlarging, this highway now. It's not just a, a narrow street, but now it's a multi-lane highway. And, uh, and it's a multi-generational thing. And, and I see things that are connecting from our roots and the outpouring and the charismatic renewal in South Africa. But here we are at Breakthrough and, and the Lord opening up new things and highways and, uh, and, and we're involved in this. So uh, I'm, I'm just so um, aware that the Lord is speaking to us in new ways and in fresh ways in this particular season. We anticipated that this Pentecost would be different, and, and I truly believe it is, it's happening, there's a shifting and there's a shaking. The Lord is shaking the nations. Uh, we, we watch what's happening in the United States, and uh, just tragedy, and just so much chaos there, but it's, it's, it's a hurt, that, that there's a cry from, from deep down, so many people uh, just needing comfort and needing healing and, and needing a shift and a change. 
and we need the same in our own nation. And so, you know, the Lord is stirring something in our hearts that we would believe Him for the more. We would believe Him that we would move to a new normal. You know, there's the talk of, hey, we won't be able to go back to the way things were. Well, fantastic, because we want to go from glory to a higher level of glory. We don't want to go back to old ways and old uh, levels of doing things and living, but we want to come up higher. We want to step into new levels of authority in the Lord. We want to step into greater maturity in the Lord and in what He's doing in our lives, and we want to live that out and walk that out. So just want to encourage you with that. Uh, I took time this morning when we came onto the property here. We were getting set and uh, for, for the studio uh, broadcast. And uh, then I took a walk around outside on the streets uh, in the suburb here and, and around the perimeter and just crying out to the Lord for a fresh outpouring on, on these townhouse complexes and on the homes that are here. And I just want to say thank you to those of you who've been praying as you've been stepping out on the streets over the, these last days and with your exercise walking, but it hasn't just been exercise in the natural, it's been exercise in the supernatural, and we've been just releasing the Lord's word over our suburbs and over our schools and churches and police stations and wherever else it is that we've been going. Uh, I love the number of our people were out. There's a, a, a walk over, uh, over the highways here, the, the national highway. It's the N1 and just doing a prophetic action and a dance and, and just releasing the favor and the blessing over the, this arterial route that uh, goes all the way from the tip of Africa and starts the journey northward and just releasing the Lord's presence through these, through these highways. I just want to say thank you, everybody who's been involved in praying and, and just asking the Lord to do a new thing. I believe he's, he's hearing all the prayers and the cries of his people. And we join with the rest of the body of Christ. And I just love the fact that there are so many brothers and sisters in Christ across the nation. And, and we're coming together in unity. We're coming together with one heart and one mind. Longing to see the Lord do a new thing in our nation. So he's doing that. I, I, I want to encourage you, continue to pray, continue to step out in faith and make bold declarations, big prayers. Let's be outrageous in asking the one who can do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, even what you can imagine. Well, let's give it a try. Let's try and imagine just crazy good things that the Lord wants to do. And let's begin to ask him to do these things. Uh, it's a special day for us today because of Pentecost, but also we, we are grateful. It's our third year anniversary of moving into our new meeting venue and uh, just celebrating that. Uh, Lisa and I got up early this morning and we, we watched the sunrise and we were just giving thanks to the Lord. And we remembered that exactly that time, sunrise, uh, Pentecost three years ago, we, we just moved in that same weekend, we moved into our new house as well. And so the Lord was speaking prophetically. He gave us a new home, but he also gave us as a family, a new spiritual home in the sense of the, the, the building. And we were able to celebrate in, in the upper room. And, uh, and, you know, it's really good for us to continue to live with thanksgiving 
with an attitude of gratitude. Because out of that place of thanksgiving, there's an increase that comes to us. And the Lord delights in our delighting in Him. And uh, there's an increase in the measure of His favor that He pours out upon us. So we, we're just grateful. This is a great day to celebrate. Uh, you know, one of the things of Pentecost is that it was the time of festival of harvest. There was a, a recognizing that, uh, you know, obviously they're in the northern hemisphere. Remember the calendar that we, that we have, uh, we're in the southern hemisphere, and it fits a little bit differently from the festivals of uh, the Hebrews living in, in the northern hemisphere. So they'd been through their spring. It's now the end of spring, and they're about to go into summer. And this is when Pentecost is, is being celebrated. So it's the Feast of Weeks. There's been seven weeks since the, the Passover. And, and so it's, in a sense, bringing in first fruits and, and bringing in something of the harvest. Now, this is a harvest time. And, and, and we know that the kingdom is growing. It's expanding. And, and we're seeing many people actually coming into the family of God. We're seeing people getting um, connected into the body of Christ. And, uh, and many people in this time, because there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, the, the prophet speaks about multitudes in the valley of decision. Well, that's what's going on with all of this turmoil. People are needing to decide what is my life about and where's the future. And as things get shaken with all this shifting and sifting, people need to make decisions about their future, not just their immediate future, but their eternal future. And so I just love what God is doing. He's, he's shaking all of those things that, that, that should not be in our lives. He's shaking them loose and so that things of righteousness and integrity and of eternal value will remain. And uh, so these are good days, people. And so the Lord is, is using this, in a sense, to, to sift the, the, the wheat, to, to get the harvest, that the chaff might be blown away, but that the wheat might remain. And so in the sifting and shifting, uh, it's an advance of the kingdom. These are good days. So celebrate with us. Keep praying. And, uh, and just be reaching out to your neighbors. This is a time when people are hungry and, and they're looking for answers. And you know, you, you know who the answer is. The answer is Jesus. And you can introduce them to Jesus. So, yeah, wonderful Pentecost that we're able to celebrate together. So... I just want to go through some scriptures together, and uh, there's a, a lot that I wanted to cover this morning. I'm just going to have to give you the, 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 the speeded up version because there's a lot for us to cover. But you remember that when John, the baptizer, came along, and you'll see this in Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John answered them all, I baptize you in water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. <laughs> well, we remember that there were um, the same promise Jesus gave. He says, uh, you wait until you will receive the baptism uh, in water. Um, not, you have been baptized. <clears throat> Sorry, let's go back. Let's read it. Acts 1. On one occasion... While he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized in water, but in a few days you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So John, he came announcing 
that the Messiah would come and he would baptize in the Holy Spirit and fire. And Jesus picks up on these words and now he's speaking after the Passover in the 40 days that he appeared to his disciples and he gives them the same instruction. He reminds them of what John the baptizer spoke to them about. And then we see in Acts chapter 2 that when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place and suddenly the sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And so the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, there was this fire that came on them, but there was also this infilling as the, the wind, the breath of God came inside of them and gave them a special gift, this gift to speak in other languages, heavenly languages, and uh, it wasn't something that they were using their mind, it wasn't a language that they'd learned, but it was a gift. The, the, the language of heaven is given to us that we might commune spirit to spirit, and this is this amazing gift that we receive, the gift, the promise of the Father that Jesus poured out. And so this is available to all of us. It happened, obviously, the first time on the day of Pentecost, but this still is available to each one of us today. So I just want to take a little bit of time this morning. Jesus gave us some instruction about what we would expect and anticipate the Holy Spirit would come and He would do. And uh, we go back to the time when Jesus was giving instruction to his followers. This is in the upper room. They've just celebrated the Passover meal. And Jesus is giving to them a very intense instruction, some teaching as to what they sh should expect, what God was doing. And he was explaining to them um, the relationship between him, Jesus, and the Father, and the Spirit. And so we see in John chapter 14, and uh, let's pick it up from verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Just quickly, let's just pause here. Give you another. The, the another, meaning one who is like me, similar, who's coming in the same way. And so Jesus is saying, there's another one coming and he's going to be just the way that I was with you and the way that I taught you and I opened up the things of the kingdom. There's going to be another one who's going to come and he's going to do in like way, in similar fashion, he's going to do the same. He's the advocate. Different translations, because of the root word, the understanding, is, he's also known as the comforter. The, the Greek word is the parakletos. He's the comforter, he's the counselor, he's the advocate, he's the helper. He's the one who comes alongside to assist and to enable, to encourage, but also to advise. And so he's the one who advocates and, and almost is interceding with us and through us. And he's come to help you and to be with you forever. Remember Jesus said, I will never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Right at the start when Jesus came 
at Advent. He, he will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. God with us. And the Holy Spirit never leave you, never forsake you, be with you forever. Uh, verse 17, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. You see, this is why New Testament believers, us as those who participated in the new covenant, we're at a higher level of walking than the people who were living on the streets of Jerusalem when Jesus was walking on those streets. Those who, who did not have the Holy Spirit inside of them, we have the Holy Spirit in us. <laughs> and so we're able to experience something. It's not just God walking alongside us, but it's God walking inside of us. This is an amazing gift and a blessing that we have. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. Just as now Jesus talking about his death and his burial. But you will see me because I live, you also will live. And this is now beginning to speak of his resurrection. On that day, after the resurrection, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And so we're seeing this, this unity, this amazing supernatural experience that Jesus is in the Father and the Father is with Jesus. And because we're in Jesus, we're inside and in the Father. And we get to experience what Jesus experienced because we're in Him. Oh, this is a theological mind blow. And we can take a lot of time to dig into this deeper. And we'd love to do that sometime in the future. But this is the most profound truth that we are partakers of the divine. And it's just the most phenomenal gift that we have. You know, we, we, we're not just human beings. We're not just natural. We are born again from above, born of the Spirit and of water. Okay, they're speaking of baptism in, the, in water and baptism in the Holy Spirit. And, and, and so we're not just ordinary human beings. Oh, my goodness, the, the dimensions that we have access to because of this new birth. And because of the outpouring of the Spirit, just takes us into a whole nother level of living in the kingdom. So on that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Oh, folks, the Holy Spirit is holy, and He, he calls us to live a life that is separate from the world, is separated, consecrated, that's what holy means. But it's a life that gives honor and pleasure to the Father. It delights Him in His heart. And so we live according to His ways, not our own ways. So His commands are applicable to us. We're in grace, and His grace helps us to say yes to righteousness and no to unrighteousness. It helps us to obey, to do the very things that He's asked us to do out of love and out of submission to Him. And so His, His ways are important that we would uphold those ways out of love and reverence for Him. 
The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. I will show myself to them. Oh, this is the thing of Pentecost. This is the thing of access in and through the Spirit that we have revelation. I will show myself to them. You see, that whole thing of Peter referring to the prophecy that came from Joel chapter two. And in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And my sons and my daughters will prophesy on the young and the old. Young men will dream dreams and old men will have visions and and signs and wonders. But there's this thing of prophecy and of revelation of visions and dreams. I will show myself. You see, it's not just we want a fortune teller. Folks, that's not what prophecy is about. It's about relational connection. It's about being connected spirit to spirit. It's about seeing in the realms of the spirit. It's about seeing what God is doing. You see, we call to live from heaven towards earth. We are called to be ambassadors. An ambassador is one who represents and reflects another place and lives out the culture and the laws and the ways and the principles of the, of the land, the domain from where they come. And so we come from heaven. We're born from above. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so when we pray, even as we're praying into this crisis of COVID-19, we're not just praying in response to what we're seeing in the news broadcasts, but we're praying, we're declaring, we're seeing things and we're living from heaven's perspective because we're seated with Him. Lord, what is it that you're doing? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's happening in heaven that we might agree as ambassadors, we're in agreement with the king's domain, the land where we actually come from. That's why we live prophetically. We're a living signpost pointing to the way in which God wants things to happen. We begin to declare, we begin to say and proclaim what God says about something. Not because we've seen it in the news. Not because we've used our own intellect to try and figure out something. No, it's by revelation. It is something supernatural. We begin to say things as we prophesy them. We begin to declare God's plans, purpose and intention for our house, for our business for our neighborhood, for Joyberg, for our nation. That's what a prophetic people are. That's why the Holy Spirit has come, that we might live above our natural circumstances, that we might begin to see things differently. That's why we can have a joy which is otherworldly. Our joy is not because things are going well here on planet Earth. Our joy is because we have an everlasting joy. We have a hope that cannot be quenched. It is an eternal hope. 
We have a life that is everlasting. We have a reward, an eternal inheritance. We're living for so much more than, than just things being comfortable here on earth. And even if we go through things that are difficult and challenging and uncomfortable, know and realize and recognize that God is using these things to shape us and mold us, to cause us to grow up, to become more developed and more defined and refined, that we might grow in our journey, our spiritual maturity in Him and with Him and through Him. These are good days, people. These are good days because, you know, you grow the most in the most difficult times. When things are going easy, hey, you kick up your feet, just relax. There's no effort involved. You just go with the flow, hunky-dory, no probs. But when you've got to graft, when you've got to get in some, some activity and energy and you've actually got to contend for something, that's when there's greater reward. That's when there's greater return. And the Lord is, is causing us to step into the greater return, the greater rewards, that we might see the harvest. So yes, a bit of sweat that's going on at the moment, but we're gonna see, see some good things. All right, just uh, gonna move along a little bit. John 14, verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. So there's a teaching, there's a revelation that's coming to us. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. <laughs> wow, we need these words of peace. But it's in the context of the Holy Spirit coming. And it's in the context of the Holy Spirit teaching us things and leading us and reminding us of what Jesus has said. But it's not just only what Jesus has said in the past, but it's also the more, the new, the other. He's adding, he's teaching you all things. John 15, verse 26. When the advocate comes whom I will send to you. Remember, it's Jesus who sends the Spirit, who's come from the Father. It's the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father. He will testify about me and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Testify, be my witness. Hey, remember Acts 1, 8, and you'll be my witnesses. And so there's a testifying, there's a witness. And so the Holy Spirit is on us that we might have a boldness, we might have a power, we might have that enabling from on high that we might be able to share the good news and point people to a savior, a redeemer, a rescuer who's come to help, to bring people out of their pain and out of their, their confusion and out of their state of being eternally lost, that they might come into a place of eternal security. In John chapter 16, verse seven, but very truly I tell you, it is good for you that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove, or he will convict the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin, because people do not believe in me, 
about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. You see, he's come to judge for us and against the devil. Folks, remember that. He is our father. He's the judge and he's judging for us. He's giving us a verdict, not guilty. And he's bringing a judgment against the devil. Oh, judgment day is a good day for us who are in Christ Jesus. Carrying on in John 16. I have much, much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Jesus is saying, I have more to say to you. In other words, what was recorded in the scriptures, the words of Jesus, is everything that he was able to say up to that point. But Jesus is saying there's much more. And when the Spirit comes, Pentecost comes, he will bring you the more. That's why we're growing into the more in him. That's why there's revelation. That's why there's supernatural understanding beyond what previous generations had because he's taking us into the more. This Pentecost, I believe the Lord is breaking us through into higher levels of spiritual understanding and revelation. This is a season of breakthrough. As I was walking the streets, that was just ringing in my spirit again and again, praying for breakthrough for people, breakthrough for houses and families, breakthrough for businesses. But it's not just breakthrough for other people, it's breakthrough for us. The people of breakthrough are going to experience a breakthrough. And we're going to experience a breakthrough in the realms of the spirit, revelation and understanding way beyond where we've been in the past. I believe the Lord is bringing us into higher levels of truth and understanding. Oh, I can hear your amen from your lounge. Isn't that so good? He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Oh my goodness. How much more plain can it be? He will tell you what is yet to come. So much more that the Lord's going to reveal to us in these next seasons, in these next days. And He's going to lead us and He's going to guide us and He's going to show us that we won't be perplexed about what's going on, what's happening. And He will glorify me because it is from me that He will receive uh, what He will make known to you. He will glorify me. There's going to be glory in the church. He will bring glory to Jesus when Holy Spirit is among us. We're going to see greater outpourings of glory. The, the, the outward shining demonstration of the very essence and the nature of who Jesus is and the glory of the Father. Let's get ready for profound encounters with the Holy Spirit this is what he's promising us. This is the intention. This is why Holy Spirit has come. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in complete unity and harmony, wanting to reveal to us the more, the greater dimension, more of the Father and more of the Son. When Holy Spirit comes, it's a good thing. 
I, I just am flabbergasted by churches who kind of, like, well, we don't want Holy Spirit because, you know, he's going to make a mess. No, he's going to bring from the Father, and he's going to bring from the Son, and he's going to bring glory to Jesus and glory to the Father. It's this glorious trinity, this unity and harmony, all working together in, in a building up of the church. We need Holy Spirit to come and, and, and sweep through our gatherings and to, to lead us and guide us into truth the more that He has for us. And He's going to do it in a way that's, that's truthful. He's not going to do His own thing. He's not going to mess things up. He's going to build up and He's going to reveal. And it's going to be truth upon truth on truth. Oh, these are such good, good days. So, as I try to bring this to a close, just remember the words of Peter on that day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. He says, this promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. This is the promise of Holy Spirit. You people said, what must we do to be saved? He said, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we see two things happening here. Repent, be baptized, and then receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Two separate actions here. With many other words, he warned them, he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. My goodness, we're living in a corrupt generation. We need to turn our hearts to the living God. I just want to say to you, if you've never turned your heart towards Jesus, if you've never cried out for him to save you, you, you just know your life is lost. It's heading for destruction. It doesn't have to continue. He can reach out. He can save you from that path of destruction and place you on the path that leads to eternal life. He says, repent. Repent means to turn your way. Turn away from your thinking that doing your own thing was the right way. Being a rebel. To turn and say, no, Lord, I, I actually choose your way. I submit my will to your will. My ways to your ways. Would you remove my past? Take away all of my sin and failures, my disaster, and give to me your right ways, your righteousness, that I might be in right standing with God. He says, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Just call on his name in your own words. Say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, come save me, rescue me. Will you do that from your heart? The Bible says you're going to be saved. But then he says, turn, repent. Means you, you, you can't go back and live the old ways. No, you, you're not your own anymore. You've been bought now. There's a price that was paid. You see, when you're caught up in your sin and all of that stuff, the wages of sin is death. You, you're headed for death. But the price to set you free from that captivity of being bound towards hell 
being set free. That price was the blood of Jesus. That was the purchase price. Life for life. He gave his life so that you would not have to die. His death meant you could live. So you receive life, eternal life, instead of death, eternal death. That's the exchange. But as you, as you embrace that new life, now you need to continue to live in that way, that path that will lead to eternal life. So get on that journey. Turn from those things that were taking you in the wrong direction. Get your compass reoriented and get going in the right direction. But not only that, but ask that the same Holy Spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost, remember Peter said, it's for all who are afar off, all who will call on the name of the Lord. Just call on the name of the Lord. Come on, wherever you are in your lounge right now, just call out and ask for the Holy Spirit to just come and flood over you because that's what a baptism is. It's, like a, it's an immersion. It's like, a, it's like a waterfall being poured out over you. You're totally saturated and soaked. You're under the waterfall of Holy Spirit and just be overwhelmed, covered. Be f totally saturated like a sponge. You're filled, you're full of Him. Holy Spirit, would you do that? If for each one, even if you have previously received this gift of the Holy Spirit, we know from Acts chapter four that the same believers, they cried out to the Lord and, and this is a time later, but they were filled again with Holy Spirit. There's opportunity for a fresh outpouring of Holy Spirit. Why don't you just say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Why don't you just put your hands out like this? And just say, Holy Spirit, come. Come touch me right now. Oh, fill me again. Let me experience the power of your presence. Would you come and empower me? Even as on that first day of Pentecost, there was an empowering, a boldness came on the 120 who were stuck in the room and they went out onto the streets. They could not meet in the building because the Holy Spirit took them out on the streets. Holy Spirit, fill us with the boldness. We can't come into the building and worship, but we can be out on the streets and we can point people with signs and wonders and with, with prophecies and words of encouragement, with songs of praise. We can, we can point people with our words. We could be a, a sign, a testimony that we have been overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. So Lord, cause us wherever we go in these next weeks, let it not just be for one week, but let it be something that stays with us, a lifestyle, that wherever we go, just like that sponge, if we just keep like walking and there's, there's sponge footprints everywhere, there's, there's kind of, there's leaking, there's, there's evidence of Holy Spirit wherever we go. Would people encounter something of the refreshing of Holy Spirit? Because we've come into the place, we're in the, shopping center, we're in a work environment, that there's an outflow from us 
touch people's lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe, just in closing, the words of Jesus were just ringing through, through my spirit early this morning. This is back in John chapter 14. He says, I, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. It's absurd. Jesus performed the most crazy miracles. He says, I'm telling you the truth now. If you believe in me, you will do these things and even greater works. It just blows my mind. Now, if we're going to walk in the same things that Jesus did, we need to be empowered by the Spirit the same way Jesus was empowered by the Spirit. You remember his baptism in water? He came up out of the water, one experience, and then second experience, the dove came on him. The Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove. Filled with the Spirit, he goes into the wilderness, faces that time of testing, 40 days, comes out in the power of the Spirit, performs all those miracles. We've been taking a time of preparation as we've been fasting up to this time. Let's go in the power of the Spirit like Jesus went in the power of the Spirit. Jesus said, you will do these things. And then he said, you'll do even greater works. Remember, he said, now when the Parakletos comes, he will lead and guide you into all truth. There's so much I'd like to say to you but you can't bear it now. There's even more that I want to say to you, but when he comes, he will lead you. He will tell you things even yet to come. Folks, the yet to come, the more, the greater works. It's Holy Spirit, he's going to be doing this. Let's have a sense of expectation and anticipation. Now is the time for us to step into the more of God. Things we've never seen before. Now is the time, now is the season. It is ripe for us to step into the new things to step into the new normal because Holy Spirit is with us, He's on us, and He's wanting to work through us because He's going to bring glory to Jesus and He's going to use us as the witness, as the signpost pointing to Jesus. He's going to bring glory to Jesus in us and through us because that's what Holy Spirit does. Oh, can you see it's all such a cohesive thing? That's why we need Holy Spirit touch us, fill us, empower us that we can go to that next level. Well, that's my prayer for you, breakthrough, that you would break through into a new realm of the Spirit, that this Pentecost would be different from all other Pentecosts. It's strange, it's unusual, we're not in the building, but hey, man, on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people responded to the message outside the building got filled with the Holy Spirit, got baptized in water, and stepped into a whole new thing. And the church was formed, not in the building, outside the building. <laughs> Guys, we don't have to be in the building to experience all these good things. I think the Lord is, is walking us through a parable in this time and in this season that we might change some of our religious thinking. 
It's good for us to gather. It's good when we're in the building. Hallelujah. I love it. It's fantastic. But remember, it's not about the building. It's, being in the building is just about being encouraged and equipped in order that we might do what is happening outside of the building. What happens out there is far more important than just what happens in the building. And so we're getting this real-time parable that we're living through right now. We can't be in the building, but guess what? We can be out and about. Level three, you can get out and about. And so we're going to go out of the building onto the streets, and we're going to be led by the Spirit. And we're going to trust that the Lord is going to show us things that we might have an understanding of the, the realms of the Spirit revelation, that we might have things to prophesy, that we might have things to declare, that we might have vision and we might have dreams. Why? Because we are a people who are prophetic, who are listening for the voice of God. And we begin to release that through prophetic actions and through practical actions and through our decrees and through the way in which we live. We live differently. We are a prophetic signpost. We live differently and that points to eternal life. Oh, so many good things. I, I better wrap it up now. It's about my fifth close, closing for today. But as you can tell, I'm just like so amped with what God is doing. But uh, I, yeah, that's, that's probably where we need to leave it for now. So let me just pray over you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are still moving powerfully in our day. Holy Spirit, you were poured out on the earth on the day of Pentecost nearly 2,000 years ago, and you've not left, and you have not stopped working, and you are still doing signs and wonders. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your impact upon our lives and in our lives and through our lives. Holy Spirit, would you cause that a welling up like a fountain, like a spring to just flood over, spill over, overwhelm not just us, but even others round about us, that there would be the more than enough, that there would be the flow right down our street, wherever we go. Thank you that you've come to lead us and guide us into truth. You're not causing us to go astray and to do weird, strange, difficult, or unusual things that are bizarre because it's quirky. No, we want to do things that are different and difficult because they are your ways which are different to the ways of the world and difficult because we are people of faith and not people working out our own strength. So you cause us to step into the impossible. You are the God of the impossible. Thank you, Lord. You're calling us to a higher walk with you because we've been empowered by the Spirit. So, Lord, I'm asking for everyone who's part of this gathering today, wherever you're watching, that you would have a profound encounter with the Holy Spirit even right now. Just sense that right now. I just, I just know God is doing something. Thank you. Just begin to thank Him. Thank Him for what He's doing. And thank Him for what He's going to be doing in your life.
in your specific area, in this city, and in our nation. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are indeed here right now. Thank you that you have come. And we say, have your way in our lives. Amen, amen, and amen. Bless you, bless you. Well, you know, when the disciples, uh, they encountered the Lord, they were so overwhelmed that they rejoiced. And there's such a sense of celebration and rejoicing. And Pentecost is a festival of rejoicing. And so let's rejoice today, even as we've, we've come to the end of our fast, let's have a feast, let's rejoice, and uh, let's enjoy the goodness, His provision, and, uh, and let's celebrate uh, like a first fruits of all that He has done, that He is doing, but also that He's going to do. And that's the thing of the first fruits, is you, the, the rest of the harvest still needed to come in, all that work still needed to happen but there was a celebration. Hey, it started, it's happening, and uh, it's gonna continue. And uh, so let's do that. Let's celebrate uh, with raucous thanksgiving today, his goodness and his kindness and his faithfulness. The Lord bless you. Have a great day. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you soon. Bless you.